You're listening to the Learn Islam podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram for updates on Islamic events and classes. Thank you Mr. Ramli. Is there any points that you felt or did, was there any particular asatiza or professional that you specifically got help from? So well, to be honest, eh, uh, in 2014, I, I, I was given two counsellors to assist me throughout my journey of recovery. But I rejected these two counsellors because why? I have the willpower and I know that I, I, I am strong to go through any obstacle throughout my journey of recovery. Mm-hmm. If you ask me now, Fiza, uh, are you a successful uh, recovery person? I said no. Because recovery, as an ex-offender or ex-abuser, my recovery journey will end bila I dikapankan. Then that is my success journey. Lagi I bernyawa, that means I'm still. Now I'm telling you all, I'm sharing you, with you all, that means in this, at the same time, I'm reminding myself too. So my willpower is Alhamdulillah. How about the support around you uh, in terms of family members, loved ones? Like what I said, support, I, I give up already. I give up because well, I know there will be no support from me, from family members. Mm-hmm. I have many siblings, but siblings come from different father, different mother. Including her. Including her. But Alhamdulillah, like what I said just now, what, what I shared just now, I know that she will never forgive me of whatever I, I've done towards her and her family. Anak-anak saudara I ni semua. But Alhamdulillah, Fiza, she gave me, she gave me hope, she support me. So Alhamdulillah, there is like one sibling that you can really yes. hope and you know get your yes. support from and inshallah right. love from. Inshallah. But when there is support given to you, that means you really have to put in effort. Yeah. Some client of mine come, bang. My mother, father never talked to me so much. Ah. Last time, ah, talked to me, but now, I cakap sepatah, dia cakap sepatah. Because why? The trust was given to you all. To him, or to any ex offenders But we are the one who break the trust. So, in order for us to get back the trust, we need to put in effort to prove to them that we can change. Thank you so much, Mr. Ramli Abdullah. Um, thank you for sharing with us uh, your heartfelt uh, experience uh, of what happened and what was the junction uh, or the juncture of life that you felt, okay, this is your turning point, yep. which was when you saw your mom limping okay. or having right, difficulty yeah. to walk. That was your moment of point, yeah. kesedaran yeah. or when the reality really hits you yeah. to make that, that change. Because um, uh, to me, I believe that eh, insan, setiap hamba Allah, uh, we talk about ex-offenders. Eh? Setiap ex-offenders ni, uh, they have their own. Allah akan beri petunjuk. You petunjuk ni macam gini, hidayah ni macam gini. You petunjuk ni macam gini, hidayah ni macam gini. Mm-hmm. Ada orang keluar masuk satu kali, dia keluar, dia repent. Tak nak masuk lagi. Ada orang masuk tujuh kali, keluar baru dapat kesedaran. Baru dapat hidayah. Saya keluar sembilan kali, baru saya dapat hidayah. Petunjuk. I spent almost 12 years in prison. Thank you, uh, Mr. Ramli, for the insight. Because sometimes we wonder, the masuk sekali keluar masih buat lagi, yep. and and people maybe certain people who are on the outside couldn't understand, yes. right? Like, eh, that ranto still doing it again right. after the second time and third right. time and fourth time, right, Ustaz? I'm sure you have heard multiple stories of such uh, of what Mr. Ramli has gone through, and maybe it's 
maybe for some of us who have never gone through what you did, yeah. but we have gone through our challenges yeah. in a different in form. A different way, yeah. we, we've done it, we know it's wrong, but we did it again. Yeah. We know it's wrong. It should be a turning point, but it was not a turning point. Right. It had to be another incident that made it a turning point. Right. And right now, we would love to receive our questions that you have uh, probably uh, given to us throughout today's event, tonight's event, that you've seen uh, the QR code popping up. This is the uh, QR code uh, for slido.com. Just scan it and you can just, you know, um, submit your questions. Um, and we're going to go ahead with the Q&A right now. For this Q&A, we'll have two of our sign language interpreters, both our Ustazas, Ustazah Rashida and Ustazah uh, Suhaila, assisting us for this. And uh, back to uh, Ustaz, Mizi, and of course, Mr. Ramli. The first question that we have for Slido, from Slido. So this question is, this is very, uh, this is, I think, going on in every one of our heads. Do we need to solat tawbah every time we commit sins? Because we think of tawbah, solat tawbah as, as the, the final solat. Like, after this, we, are, we cannot create any sins. If not, what's the point? Right? Because dulu kalau kita sekolah agama kan, Ustaz kata, kalau kita dah solat tawbah, kita dah bertawbah. Ustaz. Mizi, so what do you think? Uh, for the question, um, the Prophet said that if any one of us woke up in the middle of the night and then performed wudu and then prayed two rakaat, salat sunnah, Allah would forgive our sins. So that, in essence, is also a kind of a salat tawbat in itself. But I understand uh, the question, and if I can share just a personal thing, and this is not about showing off, but rather about my own self-realization about where I am and the wrongs I know I've done, the wrongs that I don't even know that I've done. I practice this every night. So instead of waiting for, when I do something huge, and then I solat taubat, just make it a daily habit, because I think that it helps us in many ways. When you have other issues, problems, constraints, debt, financial problems, whatever, you know, relationship issues, friendship, conflicts within your family, and I think all of that can be resolved if you continuously make tawbah um, a daily ritual and you make istighfar every day. The Prophet said in one riwayah that he makes istighfar 70 times a day and in another one he said 100 times a day. So I think we should not look at it as just when there's a big event when there's a big incident, when there's a big sin that you commit, and then you start trying to do as much as you can. Because if you do that, then one grand effort of trying to repent, you can't sustain it. Then that's when a month later, you're back to your old ways. Three months later, you relapse. You know? Rather, try to find something that is consistent that you can do on a regular basis. And I hope that answers the question, inshallah. So sometimes, you know, uh, when we sleep and, and suddenly we need to like wake up, we just got to work in at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Is that a sign for us to solat? Yeah, it's a sign that your aircon is too cold. Or <laughs> but it's also a sign. I, I, do, I do believe in right? that though. Yeah, uh, I do believe that if you suddenly awaken and then, and then you can't sleep, that's another sign. Mm. Just go and take wudu and pray to rakat and then lie back down. Usually when I terbangun, I can sleep back really well. So I, I don't know. That's, that's probably a skill. <laughs> that's probably not Hidayah yet, Ustaz. <laughs> Alright? No? Oh, I'm the only one then. Um, but 
truly ustaz um that's beautiful the idea of not making that solat feels like a grand thing because if it feels very grand you feel like macam mana eh? like like how do i solat how do i uh, make I solat the best, the best example is ramadan right i mean it's lovely to see everybody being on a spiritual high every time ramadan comes but it's not sustainable for most people and then they feel horrible at the end of eid when they put on 5 extra kg because banyak makan ketupat they also feel guilty because eh you know all the things i did ramadan i can't continue i'm not saying it's wrong i'm saying ramadan you must always go all out but it's the feeling of not being able to keep up with it and that's that's the that's the downside i guess so it's better to istiqamah yeah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ahabbul a'mal ila allah adwamuha wa in qalla the most beloved act towards allah is the one that is most consistent even though it's few yeah so just consistency rather than just like once a year you do a big thing or like once a year like just that particular month yeah some people are like oh my birthday month taubat taubat my birthday month dah nak mati dah nak mati kan oh. after, <laughs> after that next next month they go back to their old oh, way yeah. so small steps mm. consistent small steps mm. uh usas you mentioned what we we talk taubat but you say taubah is there a difference uh no just that in arabic you say taubah because uh. it's a ta marbuta So you sound more like Ustaz Mizi Wahid when you say tawbah. <laughs> That's so, that in the Arabic uh, sounding thing. It's the tawbah, okay. But in English also, I, I think they say tawbah. In Malay, we say tawbah. Thank you, Ustaz. Uh, this is very interesting because it's about family support that Mr. Ramli had, you know, shared with us early on. So this person asked, my family is supportive and always hope I will turn into a new leaf. But I still commit huge sins like joining gangs etc how do i encourage myself to change mashallah okay, uh, maybe uh, for that i think uh, what i did eh, uh, kalau you don't want to meet your your old friends or your friends circle friends that are in a secret society uh, mustahil okay because why everywhere you go sometimes also you you change number so they still can get you but tanam dalam hati niat that you want to be out from that and try to uh, adapt yourself with new environment because that is too comfort for you already joining gang is too comfort because why from gang you have a lot lot of things in that gang right so you feel a hey, comfort seeker too i can get this i can get that i can get that right so try to pull out yourself from there try to mix or mix around or get to know new friends uh, positive one uh, positive try to to engage yourself with positive activities uh, so that you can forget a bit by bit slow by slow about whatever your gang activity is doing because if you are still doing that uh, macam uh, your family su- support you but you still want to go to your gang i mean for me i still prefer my family because the support is given to me so i choose to be family so tunjuk wakal is all about yourself whether you want to change or don't want to change so niat di dalam hati out from that circle uh, friends meet up with new friends or make new friends positive friends this is very interesting when one repents to allah for his sins do we have to apologize to the person that we sin to very interesting ustaz yeah so the way to repent as what i shared earlier the three steps if we commit sin towards allah uh, as what i shared but when you commit something wrong to a person when you do something wrong to them most common thing is gossiping about them backbiting spreading 
um, rumours that are not verified about them. Scholars have different opinions. One view, and this view is also found in the same book that I mentioned earlier, they say that you have to go to the person and say, Fiza, I'm sorry, but last week, I talked about you. Do we have to do that? Yeah. So that's one opinion that says, you have to tell the person, please forgive me because I said something about you. So that's one opinion. The other opinion says that it's not necessary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, alhamdulillah. <laughs> no, but, but listen to the rationale. Okay, the rationale yes, is, uh, okay, the first, first opinion's rationale is because you want to come clean. Because that person can, will find out in the hereafter that you said something about them. They'll find out. They'll know. Right? Um, and then they will uh, use it against you. So you're now on the losing end. So you want to clear your name. So you want to just apologize to the person in this dunya. But the other opinion says that you don't need to do that. In fact, you shouldn't. Why? Because right now we are friends, right? Then suddenly I'll go and tell you that I said something bad about you when you're back. Are you still going to be my friend? It's probably going to ruin our friendship, right? So the rationale is, don't do that. You did something wrong, repent to Allah. May Allah forgive us for our wrongs. Because if you were to do that, you're going to um, destroy and severe this relationship, this friendship, which is not something that Islam encourages. Islam encourages what? Silatul Rahim, maintenance of good ties, close ties. So those are the two uh, different opinions. I think... It's also dependent on the relationship, like how close are you to this person, how well you know this person. Because if you really, really know that person, you know this person can take it or not, right? You know, eh, this one, if I tell her, confirm, she cancel me, right? Hashtag cancel culture, right? She's going to cancel me dunya akhirat, right? So um, I think not, you know, I'm going to stay away, but I'm not going to do it again. I think that's a sign of repentance. I'm not going to do it again. Just because I don't have to tell her doesn't mean I'm going to continually talk bad about her. So, yeah. Thank you, Alhamdulillah. There are many schools of thoughts. Um, this one, Encik Ramli, how did you find the willpower to be consistent in your repentance? Because you did share, or the earlier question was about the parents or the family was loving, make dua, like, you know, to for, for him or her to change, yet he or she feels that, that kind of urge to be with a gang, to be with their friends. Because the feeling of peer pressure is very high to be in a gang. Is that true? That you feel like you want to be with in yes, that, that kind of group setting? Like what I said, uh, when, when I was in secret society, active in secret society, uh, when you talk about you put family and gang, I choose gang. Gang, yeah. Because what, what, I, I, what I want, I can get from that gang. Mm -hmm. I can't get from you. So I choose second one, mm -hmm. definitely. But now if you go ask me, I think after 2014, uh, my akal berfungsi. Yeah. So I choose my family. So how? Because you did say that that gang is such a sense of comfort for you. Yeah. Whatever you need, you can ask your brothers. Right. right? Satu, satu is one of the reason is you need to yakin. You need to have niat in yourself. You need to have niat in yourself. Like what I say, if you just niat and niat and niat, niat hanya tinggal niat. So you niat, then you usaha. You put in effort. It's all about yourself. Mm. No one force you to go to your gang. No gang members come to your house and knock your door and drag you to the gang. It's all about yourself. So what I'm doing is, I niat. I niat, I say, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. I have to stop this. I want to put more focus in my family. So my willpower, my confidence level is so high. And I know I can do it. 
I can do it. So, tanam niat dalam hati, usaha, and do something. InsyaAllah. Back on that, uh, Ustaz, I heard, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that if you tanamkan niat, it opens seven uh, pintu of Taufik? For you, what, what was it? The word I heard from some Asatiza? No? I better look back to my memory. My, my ilmu belum sampai. Belum sampai lagi, eh? <laughs> Let me look through my ilmu. <laughs> Nanti I kasih ceramah, Ustaz, for next round, eh? Um, I'm just joking, but... Uh, the, but Ustaz, what, what? But there is a point there. The point the, is, when you set an intention for something, yeah. Allah will definitely assist you. Allah will make it easy for that, you. With that niat. Yeah, the, the intention to do good, Allah will always help you. Right? Uh, even the earlier example about, before you sleep, make an intention, Allah, I want to salat tahajrat. Suddenly, you akan terbangun. Right? So, it's always about the intention that you set. And if you are sincere, like what he said, sincere, suddenly all the gangs disappear and the less... Not disappear, disappear lah. But you know, it, it's not at the forefront of your life and your mind anymore. You don't think about those things anymore because you genuinely want to move away. So that's the power of having intentions. Yeah. Just like what we, we touch on gang again. If you're talking about gangs' uh, rules and regulation back then, it's different. It's, it's not easy for you to be out from the gang. Right? And like again, I said, it's all about yourself. Whether you want to do it or you don't to do it. So nowadays it's easier. Now it Exit is, WhatsApp to be group, honest, eh? not say WhatsApp. Exit group it's, chat. It's, it's like uh, you have somebody who you report to, right? You have somebody, your general ke, your boss ke, you report to. You tanam niat, Allah permudahkan urusan you dengan niat you. You go to your, 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 your leader, you give a good reason. Ini bukan time zaman dulu. You have to one-to-one or kena keropok. No, no such thing already. No such thing. Eh? You want to go out, please. By all means. All means. Go out. In any secret society, gang also. Similar. You want to say Omega, you want to say Kosong, you want to say Salakau. All is similar. It's not like last time. You nak keluar, you nak kena keropok lah. Uh, you nak kena one-to-one. No need, no need. You go to your leader. Tell him your reason. I want to relax. It's time for me to chill down. I want to get married. There's always a thousand reasons you can give them. Some other you are doing it or not doing it, the reason is... Just say, sorry boss, it's time... Yeah, I'm going to tell my leader tomorrow. Yeah, sorry boss, I I want to go hijrah, boss. Yeah. Wow, just unsubscribe right now. Sorry, unsubscribe from the mail. Thank you so much for... I mean, I did not know today, I was thinking about, you know, of all this uh, messaging and then suddenly I have insight into the gang world. Because Mr. Ramli is here. Habis lah. Habis lah eh. Habis lah. Cakap eh, lu ada cerita? Gua ada cerita. Habis lah. Okay, okay. Lu ada geng, gua pun ada geng. Lu ada cerita, gua ada cerita, babe. Habis lah, Casey nanti. Yes, yes. So, one more time, this is a real thing that I think most of us struggle with. The society we're living in, the struggle to fit in, and all the more with Instagram, all the more on social media, we want to fit in more than ever. The fear of missing out is so great. And sometimes, unknowingly, we accidentally, or knowingly, we committed more sins. So how do we, de- how do we avoid from doing more sins? Mm, really good question. I'm reminded of a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. He said, لا تكونوا إمّا Do not be a kind of person who just, إمّا is like, go with the flow. In ahsan and nas, ahsanu. When people do good, you do good. Wa in asau, um, wa in I forgot the the the, the actual words. Uh, but if they do bad, you follow and do bad, right? 
walakin matiu anfusakum. Eh, no, not matiu anfusakum. Walakin watinu anfusakum. Okay? Instead, be firm with your own stand. You must have certain values and principles that says that, no, no, no. Just because everybody's doing it, doesn't mean I have to do it too. Especially if it's wrong, I need to hold on to my own ground, you know. I need to be steadfast and, okay, these are my beliefs and these are my principles. I'll never cross the line. You need to be that strong and that resilient and to not easily fall for temptations. So that's the, my first point. The second point is, I know what you're going to say. Oh, stars, I still see people do it. It's every day. Then you know what your weaknesses are. Some of us, our weaknesses is like uh, your trigger is when you are alone and you always scroll, scroll, scroll on social media, internet, YouTube, whatever, right? That is your weakness and that's where all the triggers come from. Some of you, your weakness is not that. Your weakness is when you hang around with other people. Sorry, I'm kind of check what's a gang today. So hang around with other people. You sit around with some gangs and they all, uh, you know, pressure you to do this, to try this new drug, to go and cause problems here. You feel like, oh, yeah, I have to join, I have to tag along, I have to do what they ask me to do. So your weakness is not when you're alone, but rather when you're out with people. Okay, it could also be that when you're at home, you solat tak tinggal. When you go out with friends, tengok wayang and everything semua, solat semua, gone, out the window, right? So know your own weaknesses, know what are your triggers, okay, and avoid it. When she mentioned hijrah just now, the, the definition of hijrah, the Prophet said, wal muhajiru a muhajir, a person who migrates, is a person who migrates away from everything that Allah has prohibited. So that is the ultimate meaning of hijrah. So physical migration could be part of it. Because if you hang around the same group of people, they always keep you in the same habits, right? And you don't like it, you're sick and tired of it then you need to hijrah to a new group of friends. Understand? If you are in a particular, I don't know, environment at the workplace, and every day they want to gossip, 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 you can't stand it, it's so toxic to you, then maybe you need a physical hijrah too. Sometimes it's so necessary. Okay? I'm not telling you after this, everybody quit your job. I'm just saying that you need, you need to know how far you can go, how much you... And you sometimes can just give feedback and say, guys, I don't want to do this anymore. Like what he said. You can talk to the leader and say, I don't want this anymore. You can talk to your colleagues, you know, the Mumbawang group, right? But what if people take it as, I, I don't know, as Ria? Like, for example, uh, Danny, Dagi, Nina, action baik pula. Hmm. Like, how do we avoid that feeling of people thinking we're Ria? Or instead of like, because you did mention with us, sometimes when we, when we berhijra, the thing that we fear most is to think that we are better than those people who haven't yeah. gotten that journey yet because we were just there yesterday mm -hmm. we were just there uh, last year mm -hmm. and we do not ever want to make ourselves feel like we are better than them mm. by doing that physical hijrah yeah i feel you know change is not easier yeah. i mean he's the best person to answer this but change is never going to be easy people can talk about change you can be motivated to want to change but there is a process to it and there are many ups and downs and there are many internal and external challenges. External challenges include what she said. People are going to say. People are going to judge. People are going are to say things like, Eh, this is the Ustazah. Those are your challenges. That's a test to see, are you going to hold on to this plan that you have about wanting to change? Or are you just going to give up because people are saying stuff about you? You see? 
And sometimes the challenges are internal. It's just voices in your head saying that, layak ke Allah terima engkau? Kan? Layak ke dapat syurga? Layak ke dapat kemaafan Allah? Because these voices are voices of self-doubt. And to me, it comes from shaitan. Because shaitan wants you to give up on yourself. Because they can't stop you from, you nak solat tau, but shaitan cannot stand up the sejada and say, hey, 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 don't solat, right? But they can whisper and make you feel like, Fiza, kau solat pun mana jalan? Dosa kau banyak sangat. That one is so much more effective. So, you know, instilling thoughts of um, you being not worthy of Allah's love, not worthy of Allah's mercy. And I hope that tonight sharing the reminders that I shared today about how much, how vast Allah's mercy is, is something that will drown those negative thoughts completely, inshallah. Amin, Ya Rabbal Alameen. So, Mr. Romley, yep. um, how can we, this is a question, how can we give support to the ex-abuser? Maybe, you know, because you have helped so many ex-convicts yourself who keep on blaming um, others for their abuse of drugs. And do you see them and not putting in effort? Because sometimes we do not see ourselves when uh, we are complaining about others. Like what Ustaz Mizu always says, it's easier to, uh, for us to see the faults of others, the misses of, of others rather than ourselves. So maybe they are saying like, oh, aku ambil drugs sebab then dia paksa aku, pasal mak aku tak ada kat rumah, pasal bapak aku tak ada. So they keep on, you know, repeating the faults of others around them and not uh, realizing that it is, their, it is what they want to drug abuse. What do you think? Uh, I have cases like this where, where I, I come across. Uh, to me, uh, the problem don't, don't lies to uh, uh, on other people. The the problem is lies on himself or herself by not uh, accepting that uh, the mistake done was by himself or herself. So for people who come, like for example, for me, uh, I normally will give a, I mean a motivation talk and advice. Okay, for example, the best person to talk to these people is the person who have gone through. Mm. To gone through, like what he's going through right now. You take a lay person to talk to ex abuser, your frequency and his frequency or her frequency is not the same. Yours is Singtel, his or her is My Republic. Connection, takde. I come in, you Singtel, I Singtel. I can talk to you heart to heart one. So if for a lay person, maybe you can just maybe to me, ah. You can just get the advice to, to this person. Hey, come on, you see, uh, no one forces you to take drugs, so you cannot blame people. Maybe he or she will take 1%, 2% of your word. Because why? You are not in the same boat. Like what I said, your frequency and his frequency or her frequency is not the same. Like uh, warden. Warden frequency and inmate frequency is not the same. Tak sama. So it's hard to talk. That is why people like me come in into prison and talk to them. So to make them realize. For ex-abuser who are already outside, uh, that's case also. Uh, it's yourself. You yourself go and see him. Or you yourself go and take this barang. Ini dadar doesn't come to you. You know, hey, Ramli, Ramli, it's aku, aku, aku heroin. Hey, Ramli, Ramli, it's aku. Aku ganja. No. Kita sendiri yang pergi cari. I tinggal jurong, jurong barang putus. I know bedok ada, ustaz jual, sanggup I jumpa ustaz. Sample, example eh. Ada-ada, uh, barang jangan ada. Jangan marah. Ada, ada. Uh, But to marah. be honest, ustaz is the best cover line. Uh, jangan marah. I mean, just putting it out there. So, who to blame? 
You ada $30, you got $30 for one straw. Tahu Ustaz. Barang ada tak? Ustaz punya ada, ada. Tapi kalau bayar $30, eh, tak ada sok-sok. Okey Ustaz, Ustaz. Sanggup jurung pergi beduk. Sampai dekat jumpa Ustaz, once meet up with Ustaz. Ustaz, I shortage $5. $5, I take bus just now come. Ustaz, jadi marah. Ustaz can sort another $5. I pay you $20. Another $5, nak beli jarum. So ni benda actually this thing is is all about yourself. You cannot blame people. From me, I admit it's my mistake. I don't blame people. I I get myself into drugs, into society. It's all about myself. Kalau so, like I say again, drugs does not come to you. Uh, people don't force you to smoke drug. People can force you. People can give you. But it's all about yourself. Whether you want to smoke or you don't want to smoke. I think this relates to our other uh, vices, right? Like you can always blame. Oh, I do not want to go clubbing, but my friends, you know, are forcing yeah, yeah. me to go. Similar, but similar, it's the same thing, similar, right? Similar, to our other other vices. If you don't want to go, means you don't go. Yeah. If today I don't want to come here, I don't come. Yeah. But today, Alhamdulillah, Allah permudahkan. I apply cuti, cuti lulus. Yes. I come here. Yeah, you better come uh, actually, Jaram yeah. Lee, because promotion has been okay, uh, going know, on for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ustaz, okay, this is very difficult. Who finds it like? I mean, we have little hijras in life, like, oh, anak buat yang ni. But the thing that's very difficult to do, I feel, is to forgive. Forgiveness is such a big, tough word to achieve. So, Ustaz, if I can ask you, if we find it so hard to forgive the sins uh, of others that we felt has been committed against us, mm. um, will our own repentance, our own tawbah be accepted? Regardless of how sincere we are in our tabat. Yeah, excellent question. Um, it reminds me of a verse from Surah An-Nur, verse 22, where in the middle of it, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wal wal yasfahu." So pardon and forgive, Allah says. Allah Allahu lakum. Would you not like it for Allah to forgive you? Wallahu ghafurur rahim. And Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. So this person, it's almost as if Allah is saying, forgive them. Forgive those who have hurt you. Pardon those who have offended you. Wouldn't you like for Allah to forgive you? It's almost as if Allah is saying, if you forgive them, then I'll forgive you. Right? But it is not an absolute condition that it has to be this in order for that. I, I wouldn't say that. I don't think I've read any scholars who have said that before. But wouldn't it help? I think it would. If you are merciful to others, then Allah will be merciful to you. Irhamu man fil ardi, yarhamukum man fil sama. Show mercy on, of those, uh, to those on, on this earth, then those up in the heavens will show mercy unto you. Man la yarham la yurham. Whoever does not show mercy will not be shown mercy. So there are these guiding principles that are taught to us by the Prophet wasallam as well, that if you ask me, I think it does help a lot. If you can find it from within you, the capacity to forgive those who have wronged you. The other benefit is that when you forgive others, you enjoy the peace and the tranquility in your heart. The benefit ultimately comes back to you. If you want to continue hold, holding on to the, to the grudges and vengeance and hatred, go ahead. But you're going to be very, very unhappy throughout your life. What if you think you've forgiven someone? For example, I have forgiven you, Ustaz. Kita us take an example just. Forgive me, Ustaz. Okay, I forgive you. Terserempak dari jauh. Oh, nyampanya, nyampanya dia ni. 
Meluaknya aku. Eh, aku ke sini dekat sini juga. Is that forgiveness, Ustaz? I don't know. Is that forgiveness? Okay, I don't know. Let me check. Tanya, tanya, tanya malaikat. Because it's very weird. Sometimes I feel like I forgive someone, and someone said, "Oh, dia pun kat sini." I think you have forgiven, but not a hundred percent. Oh, okay. Because there, there is this thing where you don't remember the person and the wrongs they've done. So I think there is an element of forgiveness. You only were reminded when you saw the person. Yeah. So that is, I think, quite normal. And some people, that experience of somebody hurting them can be quite traumatic. It's not something light, something heavy, something serious. So I can understand that the trauma comes back whenever the, the person's name is mentioned, the, the person's face is seen on social media. You know, nowadays you think, oh, tak apa, I can block the person. You block the person, that person attends your mutual friend's wedding, nampak juga, kena tag kan muka. So you still see people anywhere, even if you don't want to. And something funny, eh? uh, I don't know Ramli pernah experience tak? The more you want to avoid someone, the more you terserempak orang tu. Yeah, tak? Kan? Macam, so so don't, don't try too hard trying to avoid somebody. Ultimately, Allah will put you side by side. Tiba-tiba duduk sebelah-sebelah. Hmm, can I duduk, can I deal with this person, right? Um, so I think be open and whatever happens, happens. But try your very best to forgive. There's an interesting view from one scholar that I read. They check up. Actually, forgiving people who hurt you is not wajib. You have the right to hold on to it because of, because of how badly that person uh, did wrong towards you. And I, I like this view not because I encourage it. If you look at all of my postings, my books, I always encourage forgiveness, right? But I like this perspective because it's almost as if, as if this scholar, right, can empathize to those who are deeply hurt, you know, by something somebody said. Because sometimes it could destroy your family, what this person did. Something as bad as that. Okay. So you, you still have that right. you untuk tak maafkan. But kalau you maafkan, I think forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. Because I think this forgiveness thing is not just for the small things. Sometimes we have victims mm -hmm. of big you know, harassment cases yeah, who finds it very difficult mm. to forgive because yeah. it is a very big trauma mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, uh, Ustaz, for sharing with us about you know, different schools of thoughts and how we can, you know, we can choose either path, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mr. Ramli, uh, about repentance. I'm sure you have experienced it. Yeah. Um, after you went through your own hijrah of finding your new path uh, that you said, oh, I want to clear her name. I want to be the best person for myself and for my mother. Have there been, you know, voices inside your head reminding you of your flaws? Macam, for example, ya ke kau nak gini, sini sudah, nanti senang. Have you ever gone through that path of self-doubts when you have voices inside your head? This is norm, norm for me. Uh, norm for uh, any ex-abuser who wants to change to become a better person. Right, it's a norm. Because why, whenever you want to do good thing, mesti ada halangan, obstacle will come in. Okay, people will say about you lah. I, I, in fact, last three days when I give uh, a sharing, also people say, ah, ini pun sama apa dulu macam ini macam faham macam betul je. Tapi I think I, whatever I'm doing is betul lah. Uh, what I'm, whatever I'm doing in teaching people, in advising people, in mentoring people, I think this is betul. So for me, how I overcome all this, I take that as a challenge. When people say, the more people talk about me, the more I prove to you that you are wrong. Yeah. Because like what I said, I have my willpower. I have my confidence level is so high. 
Alhamdulillah, until today, I'm still doing good. And looking at my Facebook memory ni semua, right? Keep me going, pushing me, go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward. So the more people talk about me, the more I prove to you all you are wrong. The more I want to do good things, the more I want to prove to everybody that I can achieve. If you can achieve this, this level, I also can achieve, achieve this level. Because why? Ex-abuser, uh, people with, with record with, or people without record, sama, human, hmm. sama. Cuma dia ni boleh dah capai ni without record. Dia ni capai ni with record. Record is record, cannot do anything. Right? So for me, how I overcome, I move forward. I take that as a challenge. I do more good things in yeah. my life. I, I totally agree with this. I personally can vouch for it because I think when people doubt you, that can be the fuel that keeps you going. When people say, ah, Lafiza Oman, they boleh buat benda ni. Then you say, watch me do it. Right? Yeah, so that's, that's very cool. powerful. And uh, cool. even, even better if you do it in, in this area about repentance, yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, so much better. So don't make your, you know, like, you have, you know your own intentions. Mm -hmm. So don't let anyone else's words make you, you know, backtrack your good intentions. Yeah. To, to what, what, I, what I can say personal, eh, personal my thought, orang-orang macam ini selalu, to me, they are a failure. You are a failure. I'm a winner. Because you cannot achieve what I achieve. That's why you bengkak, mata merah, sakit hati, ah, gosip sana, gosip sini, busukkan, buka aib sini, buka aib sana. You are a failure. You are a failure. I'm not a failure. I'm a winner. How about, I, I feel also that so many of us tonight, when we're here, we are actually opening our hearts to ask such sincere questions, mashaAllah. The next question I'm about to share with you uh, makes me feel very touched that this person, although of course anonymously, but has um, opened up his or her heart to share with us this experience. So this person asked this. He asked, he or she asked, will our rep repentance be accepted if I stop committing sins with the same sex? I'm trying to change, but I've already been diagnosed with HIV. Ustaz? Yeah, thank you so much for asking this question. Um, you see, you committed a sin and you realize that it's wrong. And you may feel like it's a bit too late because you've now been contracted with the disease, right? But the great thing is that your life was never over the moment you committed a sin. And your life is not over the moment you found out that you have HIV. Life still continues. The fact that you are listening to this talk, the fact that you are trying to find answers, these are all considered efforts that you are trying to make to get yourself closer towards Allah and to attain His forgiveness and mercy. And there are many stories shared with us by Prophet Muhammad about a person who spent their entire life sinning and then they just did one good thing and then Allah forgave them completely. There's, a f there's the famous story of the prostitute who was a prostitute, you know? And it wasn't something perhaps we would say mutual, probably desperate, just needed money. They, they sold their body for other people's pleasure. And then one day they saw a dog that was thirsty in the desert, <coughs> took some water, gave it to the dog, and that led that person to enter Jannah. Then the story of a man who murdered 99 people. 
And then he went to meet with uh, a monk, a priest, and said, I just murdered 99 people. Will Allah ever forgive me? And then that monk said, of course not. You killed 99 people. You'll never be forgiven. And then that person completed 100 murders, <laughs> right? Mati juga that guy. And then he went to another person, slightly more wiser, and asked, will Allah forgive me? I've murdered 100 people. He said, Allah will forgive you, but you need to hijrah. Just now, back to the hijrah. You need to move away because there are many bad influences here. Move to another place. For this, brother, I would say, if you are surrounded by people who constantly give you that, you know, um, I don't know whether it's the urge or the desire to want to go back and doing those things, try to move away. Step out of that circle and be in a better place. Why? Because when that man walked away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused, uh, told uh, the angels to take his life. While he was on the way, he, hasn't even, he had not even arrived to the actual destination. He was told that there's a better place over there, lots of good people, they will surely influence you to do more good. But even before he arrived, he, his life was taken. And then the angels came. One of them wanted to take this man to hellfire, surely damned for eternity because he killed 100 people. The other angel said, no, 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 he's going to heaven, he's going to paradise. And then when they were debating as to who's going to take this man and his soul, finally Allah gave them the guidelines. Allah said, measure the distance between where he was and where he was headed to. And it, apparently he was just a little bit one step closer to the place where he wants to be rather than the place where he was. And because of that, Allah forgave him and he was to be granted Jannah. Has he done anything yet? No. He's just taken a small, tiny step forward. You attending this talk, that is an effort from your part. May Allah forgive you. May Allah give you ease in your heart, in your mind, thinking about the illness that you are dealt with. And may the illness be a reason for your sins to be atoned and forgiven in this dunya so that you do not have to repay for anything else in the akhirah. Ameen. Amin ya Rabbal Alamin. That's very beautiful and all of us are making du'a for you. Amin. Um, so for Brother Ramli, yeah. you shared with us that earlier on uh, about the lack of father figure in your life and the lack of support of family members. Do you think things might have been a lot more different if you had gotten general support or religious support from the beginning? Uh, Nobody wants to be bad in, in, in their life. Nobody wants to be a uh, drug addict. Nobody wants to be gangsters. And nobody wants to stay in the jail. If I have a support, if I will be uh, together with my parents from the beginning, I think my life won't be like uh, before. To be an ex-abuser, to be a drug addict, to be a secret, uh, secret society headman. I think uh, my life will be better. Inshallah, I can say it. like what I said. I, I don't want to be a drug addict. I, I don't want to be a secret society headman. I don't want to do bad things in life. But everything is already stated, stated that I'll be separated with my father. Uh, I'll be having a lack supervision from my parents. I don't have parents' love. I mean, everything is stated. Lah. But Inshallah, if, if, if from the start I have this kind of support, uh, like a normal people, like a normal kid with parents, all this, I think, inshallah, things won't happen. The next question I have is, I think, uh, very relatable to many of us about backbiting. 
what do what is constituting uh, what does cons what constitutes to backbiting with us? What do you think? Uh, not what I think, but the Prophet actually defined it because somebody asked. He said that backbiting is saying something about a person behind their back, and if they were to find out about it, they would not like it. Okay. So that's the definition. Okay. Mm. I think at some point of our life, we might have backbite someone not knowing it was that done. Mm. And it could be a bad thing that caused the person to have fights with other you know, mm. friends or family members. It could be a small thing as well, but it's still under backbiting. So if let's say, uh, Ustaz, we have really berhijrah, we want to do taubat, is it true that things such as backbiting cannot be forgiven by Allah and will be answerable in mashar? I think what, uh, I mean, I kind of answered it earlier, earlier on, one of it, but yeah. I, I think there's another one uh, in, in our tradition that says um, on the day of Mahshar, when our deeds are being counted, right? Our, we, some of us can actually end up as a bankrupt, as a muflis. Okay? And that's a scary thought. In what sense? Not money, because money doesn't matter anymore. But our good deeds will all be taken away. By whom? By the people whom we hurt. And that includes people who we backbite. So that's why we want to um, either uh, directly seek forgiveness from them or make tawbah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about all the wrongs we've done, right? So um, that is definitely a concern. And I hope that when we learn about this, we stop doing it. Because if you listen to this today and then you say, okay, lah, that's, a, that's a way around it, and then you continue doing it. And what if all the past sins you've done is still not yet forgiven? It's just going to mount and mount and mount. And how are you going to even clear all of those things? Okay, So try to um, make tawbah, one, but also uh, try to make a resolution that I will not want to do it again. Because to me, that's where real change begins to happen, inshallah. Um, next question, someone asked about tattoos. So he or she asked, if I have done tattoos in my past, does regretting and repenting means I need to remove my tattoos? What if I repent, but I still have my tattoos? I'll let you answer first. I think that I need the answer from you. Okay lah. Baru nak tai chi. I think I need the answer from you. So. I scared I, I answer wrong terus, you fold your arms. No lah. <laughs> then, you know what we'll do? We'll say, fight, gang, gang fight. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> no, no jokes. Okay. Um, what do you think, Mr. Stas? You, you know, I, I remember when I was growing up, it was always said that, oh, tattoos, if you do it, you know, you have to remove it because, you know, um, your wudu will not be accepted, it will not be valid, your mandi haras besar, you know, your ritual cleansing major uh, will not be accepted because of the ink that's on your skin. But later on, I read up more and I learned from other scholars that actually, you do not have to do that, okay? Um, repentance is something internal. You seek forgiveness from Allah and you try to, of course, not do it again, like what I said earlier. But second of all, if you think you can, remove them. Because nowadays there is laser technology. If you think you can, there are two cans here. Number one, you can afford it because there's cost to it. And second of all, you can bear the pain. Some people say it's not as painful anymore. Not, at least not as painful as doing it. And I'm not the right person to answer this, probably him. And if you think you can't deal with it, then okay, you tahan. But there's also another element, which is the scars on your body. 
Because when you do this laser, sometimes, yes, it looks okay, sometimes it doesn't. And I remember I got one phone call, uh, Baramli, some years back, 10 years ago, I think. One lady asked me, Ustaz, saya tattoo kening saya. Oh, is that, yeah. yeah, okay. So, how... Uh, uh, not that I mind, right? Nak laser tak? I'm not going to look at your kening, eh? <laughs> nak kena laser tak? Like... Then I was like, I remember I asked our current Mufti, before mm. this he was my head in Office of the Mufti. So I asked him, that, you know, how, what should I say? Does this person need to remove? Then uh, our current Mufti, like, he said, you know, it's a woman. That's Allah, this is the mother asking for the daughter. So the mm. daughter did this. So it's a woman, young lady. If we do the laser, it will scar her face. And that will affect the quality of her life. So Mufti's wisdom, mashallah, like he could see like, kalau nak macam, ah, kena buang, kena buang, taubat, right? But he could see that the damage is so, so long-term that it might actually cause this person to rebel and hate Islam and hate religion altogether. So he said, it's okay, just make taubat, istighfar, and don't, don't ever add any more tattoos, lah, basically, that's it. Yeah. MashaAllah, thank you for sharing with us. I mean, it's a bit off from the tattoos that was shared because sometimes in terms of in, in, uh, for, for beauty, we do things mm-hmm. that we might regret 10 years later, 20 mm-hmm. years later, such mm-hmm. as tattooing the eyebrows. Because it's a, right now, it's a kind of a, a, a common thing, right? In the beauty world, right? Tattooing of eyebrows so that when you wake up, you look like, ah, oh, Gigi Hadid. And then, or like tattooing of lips also, right? They have, right? They do. I you know that was Well, something new. They have tattooing of lips as well. I'm not sure whether it goes away after five years or like a couple of years. But thank you for reminding us of such things that it's uh, it's the wrong thing to do in mm. uh, you know in the beauty world. Can we ask him about the the pain? Yeah, is it painful? Uh, pain. Jeramli. Pain. Is it? Do you have done gone through any removal? Man, mana lagi sakit? Mana eh? Removing or doing it? Removing, not really pain because like like what you said just now is more. By a laser, mm-hmm. you don't feel the pain. But sometimes when you you remove by laser, there will be a scar, and the scar is not going to be so nice, lah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when you are doing it, it's really pain. But most of us do that when we are on high, so we mm-hmm. don't feel the pain. Mm-hmm. You see, we high first, then we go and do. Then it's not so pain. I see. So now that I'm talking about high, but we remove that. Yeah, cannot. No, cannot already. Ah no. I'm just. Hey, you got the SMS vaccine booster before vaccine? <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, no, I'm just because before this we've heard oh buat tak sakit ah nak hilangkan sakit so now I'm under now you're putting it into context mm. ah thank you so much for making me understand <laughs> that context betul like, oh now I understand so when you removed it it gave you more scars there will be scars lah yeah I see I see I mean in fact there's, there's a pain also but not so pain but also additional there will be a scars lah ah, I see uh, then tangan kita nanti gatal mm. those are the after more, effects yeah. of removing yeah. it eh so Ustaz have shared with us beautifully early on what did our current Mufti say about those who have gone through who are going through the hijrah and really want to taubat the question about tattoo so Alhamdulillah thank you so much for those who asked about tattoo today uh, next question is about istiqamah. That is okay. Before we ask about istiqamah, Ustaz, can we share again? Because not all of us are very well versed with these terms. Istiqamah means uh, consistency, consi- yeah, right? So, what are some Islamic practices that we can do to istiqamah to do good and prevent from making sins? 
um, in the Quran Allah SWT says inna rahmatullahi qaribun minal muhsinin verily Allah's mercy is close to those who do good and just now I shared one hadith you follow up every bad thing with a good thing right so one of the things that can help you in staying away from the bad things is to replace it with something good sometimes our mind we tell our minds don't do it don't do it don't do it but our mind doesn't work that way the more you tell your mind not to do something the more it wants it so instead of doing that replace it with something so what you need is a substitution okay not complete cancellation and denial of one act because why there's still energy desire passion right you want to do something but where do you channel this energy now that you don't no longer want to do that because you are repenting but this what do you do with this energy you know what i mean like this inside your body this thing that there's something that wants to do something right give it something to do and let it be something good for some some of you it's like doing good is like okay i'm going to spend time reading quran some of you you need interaction so you go to classes and learn with people for some of you you need to go out and give back so you go and volunteer your time your knowledge your money right so you need to find a replacement activity to um substitute um uh, your energy usage uh, from one thing to another better thing so i think that's what you can do as is istiqama slowly gradually if you get bored with one thing there's always something else okay now try something different okay and hopefully that uh gets to a point where you really forget about uh the old sins inshallah thank you so much some of the questions here are kind of uh, repeated from what we have uh, ustaz and uh, jeramli has uh, shared but this is the next one is about uh terms that we are a lot more attuned to right now the idea of depression the idea of mental wellness mental health uh some of us struggle with anxiety with depression um so how do we ustaz balance sadness of our hearts due to sins with mental health how do we prevent being depressed i'm not sure about the question about due to sins with mental health have you ever gotten that question from your student ustaz mm. how do we balance sadness of our heart due to, due to sins, sins with mental health is this person ask, uh, asking about the sins that they've committed that caused them to have mental health or the sins that were caused by them having mental health which also is possible i yeah. can imagine yeah um because i've i've counseled people before who when they are severely depressed they attack people around them they i've been on the phone before somebody they curse allah angry um they say well, what's the point aku sembahyang pun buat apa you know like you know that kind of thing so i think it could be that after a while it's like being high and then you realize you no know, knock some sense into you and you know, eh you regain consciousness i wasn't supposed to do that and that's wrong right so if you have done any of those things but you were unaware because you were vulnerable you were weak you were down and depressed it's okay just seek forgiveness from allah and perform your sunnah prayers like what we covered earlier and hopefully you know one day um you will be above all of those things like that will be your past okay that will be history that will not be present that will not be future anymore inshallah there's just something in the past that we can move on away completely thank you ustaz last question that we have uh i think i saw a number of questions about uh one of it was about feeling numb you know it's wrong but you're like 
you're not doing anything about it. Mm. Do you do you get that question as well, Ustaz? Yeah. About feeling numb. I mean, Encik Ramli himself has shared about you know it's wrong. Masuk sekali, keluar, buat lagi. Masuk lagi, keluar, buat lagi. At that point of time, you were feeling numb also about your substance yeah, abuse. Yeah. So how do we, I think we all have our vices that we know it, tak boleh buat ni, we shouldn't do. Yet, we kept on doing it. And how do we avoid ourselves, stop ourselves from feeling that numbness? Ustaz. Oh, I, I think you were talking to him and he was like, Ustaz, you did the guy, you jawab. I, I love the look on his face. He's like, huh, aku lagi. <laughs> I think feeling numb. Both of us are like, do you want to know this? Feeling numb is uh, a problem. Remember I said in the opening just now that if you don't feel bad about, if you, feel, you don't feel guilty about doing something bad, then it's a problem. Okay? So always ask, O oh Allah, Rabbana la tuzikh kulubana ba'da idh hadaitana. O oh Allah, please um, do not allow our hearts to swerve away, you know, um, after you have guided us. Okay? So we always ask. And then, Ya Musarrif al-Qulub, Thabbits kulubana ala dinik. O Allah, um, the one, the turner of hearts, Ya Muqallib al-Qulub, the one who turns our hearts. Because Allah is the owner of our hearts, right? He can cause you to be okay and then not. Ask Allah, you know, to make our hearts firm in the religion. Okay? So hopefully when we are firm in the religion, that means our iman is stronger. When your iman is stronger, then you can feel all these things and you're no longer numb. And that's the goal, inshallah. To avoid feeling numb whenever you commit something wrong and to always feel. And remember, like I said, sometimes feeling guilty is a gift as long as you are not self-sabotaging yourself. Lah. You know, you, you feel it and then you do something about it. And not sit down and just, oh, I'm such a horrible person. You know, Allah will never forgive me, no? If you feel that way, then talk to someone. Find an ustaz, ustazah, a scholar, a counsellor who can lift you out from that darkness. It's also good to cry in your <coughs> night prayers as well. Yeah. As night you speak prayers, to Allah. morning prayers, afternoon prayers. Just cry in your prayers. Just cry. Just cry. I mean, I, I'm not saying cry in your prayers on purpose, but if you feel like crying, cry. Yeah. Thank you, Ustaz. Um, and Alhamdulillah, right now we have reached uh, the finale of our event right now. Uh, before we part for the night, uh, spare us a minute or two um, of your attention. Please uh, take some time to fill up our, Q, uh, our feedback form because your feedback and suggestions are super important for us uh, to improve on our future programs and better understand your needs. So this is the uh, feedback form of our ideal knowledge retreat. So we're going to give you about a couple of seconds uh, to fill up the form. Uh, thank you so much, Ustaz. I think that the questions that they've answered so beautifully, inshallah, we really hope that uh, we get to, you know, amalkan uh, secara istiqamah and like what Ustaz uh, Mizi had said earlier on, it's not um, the grandness of it, but it is really the consistency of it. Mm -hmm. Make it small, but make it regular, make it consistent, inshallah. And consistency is what I think... Um, Things I think it's difficult for me as well. Mm. Sometimes on regular days, like, oh, ons kan, ons. Then there are days like, alamak, malasnya, astaghfirullahalazim. Macam mana alau setan, Ustaz, eh? A'udzubillahimnashaytanirrajim. Okay, Ustaz. Thank you, Ustaz. Syaitan ada dua jenis. Okay. Syaitinul ins and syaitinul jin. Which is? Syaitan jin dan syaitan manusia. Syaitan jin, a'udzubillahimnashaytanirrajim, they go away. Uh-huh. I know it can be. Shaitan manusia, Allah Shaitan rajim, they're still in front of you. You need to. 
Allahu Akbar I think uh, sometimes it's the manusia you know but ya Allah so may we uh, we're able to jauhi bertakwa bertakwa which is we're able to jauhi yeah bertakwa which I learned recently as well uh, recently which is uh, to fear mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. to do what Allah loves and to deviate or to run away from what Allah displeases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is taqwa. So may okay. we um, perfect. Oh, MashaAllah. Can I do my the next ceramah, Ustaz? Um, so may we be able to bertakwa consistently because we can fear, we know what Allah doesn't like, but we still terbuat. Or like, uh, you know, get attracted to it, right? So uh, are you done with the feedback form? Then I take your time, take your time. Next question, Encik uh, Ramli. Eh, Encik <laughs> Ramli, do you have a particular doa or surah that that uh, Anas Atiza has shared with you before or Zikid has shared with you before that you feel like that's your go-to whenever you feel down or whenever you feel like a relapse coming your way? I, I, I always uh, Zikid aja lah. What's your favorite? Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. When I get people make me angry, ada lah. There's, there's people of course, make yeah. me angry. But uh, if I want to follow my old attitude, uh, things are going to be differently lah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just walk away and uh, if I... MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Uh, right. Dulu you use the power of your arms and then you use the power of Astaghfirullahalazim. Yeah. Right. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah, I think uh, today we have learned so much uh, from the wise words of uh, Ustaz Mizi Wahid and of course the wise experience of uh, Mr. Ramli Abdullah. Alhamdulillah. And once again, uh, thank you very, very much for being a part of Adil Knowledge Retreat, The Path of Repentance. May you leave to this event feeling really full uh, and enlightened, inshallah. So follow us on our Adil SG YouTube page. Facebook page Adil SG on Instagram as well at MuizAdil.SG and Telegram which is Learn Islam SG for updates on classes, events and latest videos. Um, I know that some of you are really uh, putting in a lot of words for your feedback form. Very good. Some uh, essays as well. We really appreciate it. Alhamdulillah. And I really hope we'll meet again really soon. Once again, thank you to our sign language interpreters. Um, on the left is Ustaza Rashida binti Zulkifli. On the right is Ustaza Suhaila binti Sulaiman. A round of applause for them. MashaAllah. I'm so proud of uh, our Singaporean Asatizas. MashaAllah. And once again, an applause for Mr. Ramli Abdullah. And of course, Miss, Mr. Mr. Ustaz Mizi Wahid. Thank you very much and inshallah we'll see you in the next Adil AKR session inshallah Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Assalamualaikum